Welcome to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. I'm Ellen McElhenney, owner of CFO Plus Services at CFOPlusServices.com. We help small business owners increase the value of their businesses. Stay tuned and after the show, you will see how you can be one of the next guests on the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. Well, hello. Today, we are with the Scaling for Business Growth Growth Podcast. I'm Ellen McElhenney. And today, I have with me Matt Sweetwood. And he is the CEO of Greener Process Systems, but he's got a much larger story to tell. So I'd like to introduce Matt to to you today. How how are you doing, Matt? I am fantastic. Great. And I am thrilled to be here. (laughs) Well, thank you. I'm so glad you could make it here today. So let me give you the story of greener process system. That's always an easy one because that's kind of the, the um, maybe, maybe the, the less personal stuff, right? It's less saucy, but people just go greener. Like, what do you do? Greener process? What does that mean? So we have a very cool, a very cool invention and technology, and we capture the emissions of ocean going ships in port. It turns out that uh, air pollution coming from ports is, the major contributor to air pollution in the cities. You ever been out to Long Beach, California? You know, people wipe the smog and the soot off their cars and out of their lungs and all sorts of things. They have a part out there called the diesel death zone. Um, but this is a worldwide problem that has grown exponentially over the years as we ship everything all over the world in freighters. You know, you want your uh, to you to a recent comment. Um, that's how people get their Pelotons and their furniture in freighters. And these freighters are causing essentially a catastrophic health and environmental problem. Uh, in Europe, they've dedicated lots of money set aside to clean the ports there. And we're going to be installing our systems there. Uh, regulation goes into effect here all over the United States to um, accomplish that. Greener has technology which actually creates a hermetic seal over the smokestack of a ship and filters the air and reduces the pollution to near zero. So we're really excited about this company and this company is going to scale up um, to use a term that you probably like. um, And we're Mm -hmm. gonna be able to scale up relatively quickly because uh, the world is in need, the ports are in need, the, the cities are in need to actually mitigate the pollution and diesel powered, diesel powered freighters are, are not going away. So that's really the story of Greener. I welcome you to go out to our website, check it out and, and see what we do. Um, and like I said, this is, for me, this was a humongous opportunity to do something significant in the world, which is what I kind of promised myself when I exited my last company. So, so and that's what I wanted to ask you, because this is so much different than what you were doing before. And I'll let you talk about that a little bit later. But it, it, it is interesting to me, number one, how, how, how old is the company and how did you get into it? Um, so uh, when I exited my company, I had a company in New Jersey, which I ran for, I don't know, 25 something years. I won't say how long. It's better not to say how long. Long time. <laughs> um, I, had very, I had very lovely blonde hair, you know, stylish, you know, Robert Redford style for many years. Uh, that business ended that. Um, So when I exited that business, you know, a few years ago, I kind of said to myself, what am I, what do I really want to do? So I went and I wrote my book, Leader of the Pack, 
best-selling book. Actually, I did really well with that book. I went out and I spoke and I consulted and I did the things that somebody who has a long and successful business career kind of does. Um, I actually served as interim CEO for a few different companies, had a few exits and, and things like that. And I said to myself, I'm not taking on another heavy role running a company unless it you know, makes a big difference in the world. I know that sounds like a beauty pageant answer. Um, you know, when they, they put the mic and they say, um, so what do you want to do? <laughs> and I would say, I want to make a difference in the world. But um, no, for me, that was really important. I was in the electronics business most of my career selling cameras. I had reinvented the retail camera business and did really well there. You know, left the industry really at the top, which was a very good thing. But like I said, and you know, selling cameras and selling electronics is... Um, you know, has its value and provides uh, entertainment and memories and things for the world, but it's not quite the same thing as fixing an air pollution problem. So when this opportunity came about and the opportunity came about simply by being out there and doing the right thing. This was a situation where somebody who worked for me in one of my other companies, um, a company that we actually sold also uh, called me one day and he's like, Matt, um, my dad has this amazing invention. He has a patent and he's um, and the situation is such that we need to have a company and we need to run a company and we need to, we, we have an opportunity to sell this product and so on. And that's how it kind of came. It came about just kind of felt like, Oh my gosh, really did my own due diligence, looked into it and said, this technology is unbelievable. Nobody is doing this. This is as a burgeoning market. And I jumped in, I said, okay, this is it. This is what God has handed me, and we're gonna we're gonna take it. Well, that's great. I mean, it's kind of like you were in the right place at the right time. Um, yeah, I don't and, think that's ever luck, though. By the way, no. being in the right place at the right time is definitely not luck. No, I mean, yeah, it's luck, of course, right? But it's you make your own luck, so you have to do the things that actually get you in a position where you can be lucky. You're absolutely right, and um, I have a barking dog. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Uh, if I knew that dogs were allowed, I would bring mine in, but mine doesn't bark. So she just kind of sits there and begs for food all the time. I apologize for that. Um, so, uh, so what is you, how do you sell to your, your clients? I mean, um, obviously these are big ships that you're sell selling to. How does how does it get out to market? Right. So we actually uh, we actually sell to port authorities and port operators and for and freight companies. And for us, it's been um, uh, sort of make our invention known. This is even though there's thousands of ports, it's a relatively close industry and um, it doesn't take very long for the word to get out there that you have technology. For us, the business obstacle is actually uh, coming up with the funding necessary to install our systems. Um, because when you're in a, a market that's just starting like that, it's a situation where there's regulation going into effect that requires emissions reduction all over the world. The ports are like, okay, we have to do something. And then it's like, who's going to pay for it? And that's, and it's in a way it can be frustrating at time to be in that, in that moment, but it also means that we're kind of the first to market and the opportunity to scale is enormous for us. So in terms of our, it's a PR campaign, it's direct outreach. Um, it's sending engineers and knowledgeable people into ports 
and you know explaining to them what we can do and and how we would do it and how much it would cost and so on so and then it's word of mouth and um eventually everybody will know about greener process systems well i can't imagine anybody not wanting to um to install your product because uh it, it sounds like it's it's something that is is probably going to be everywhere in the next few years. So that's right. That's amazing. It definitely, it definitely will be, and definitely mm -hmm. has to be. Yeah, Our technology yeah. is very good. Our patents are very strong, so we're that's feeling great. pretty good about it. That's that's fantastic. So amazing story, but you have another amazing story. So I'd like to hear more about you know how you how you got to where you are. Like you said, it it wasn't pure luck that you were where you were when you were, and there was a, there's a story that got you there. Yeah. And I, and I talk about this in my book, leader of the pack. Um, and I'll sort of give the reader's line, which will give a little hint um, to my story, which is how a single dad of five led his business, his kids and himself, himself from disaster to success. So I have a story where um, I was one of those dads in the, I guess the eighties, nineties, whenever. And um I was the guy who went off to work, you know, carried his briefcase. I didn't have a briefcase, but it sounds good for this story. Carried his briefcase off to work, you know, patted the kids on the head, kissed the wife on the cheek, came home, did a little homework, kicked the ball around with them, you know, and and that was kind of the way life was supposed to with, uh, it was five kids, but, um, you know, a house in the suburbs and a fence and, you know, two car garage or whatever. And, you know, the, the story. Um, but it didn't work out like that for me. It turned out that my um, wife and the mother of my five children had issues and she ended up walking out on us. And so I became a single dad with five kids ages 18 months to eight years old, went through an absolutely insane divorce um, in the New Jersey court system, the evil New Jersey court system. If you have listeners out there, particularly men who've been through um, a rugged divorce, not that divorce is good for anybody, of course, divorce can be very traumatic. It's probably the most traumatic thing you can go through uh, in your life. Um, I ended up having to raise these five kids and run a business in a very, very difficult industry. And I write about how I kind of made that happen in the end and um, lost my hair along the way. But um, in the end, <laughs> raised five successful children. They're all out there in the world. And uh, for those of you older parents out there, they are off the payroll and um, really successful, went to successful schools. The business that almost failed a few times along the way ended up being a hundred million dollar company. And I got to exit that company. So my story was um, not exactly as I planned it as a young person, um, but I think that ultimately when I look back, the mom walking out at us and having to raise those kids as a single dad was the thing that transformed me, I would say back then, from a boy into a man and actually forced me to deep to reach deep with inside and find a way to succeed where maybe if everything had gone smoothly, probably would have slept, walked through life. I certainly wouldn't be here now in the position that I am and wouldn't be the person I am. So those challenges and those um immense challenges that one faces in one's life is the thing that defines you as a human, whether how you come through them. So I look back and I always say the mom walking out and it's probably the best thing that ever happened to me. So, yeah, I talk a lot, a lot of business owners, small business owners, you know, one of the things I talk about is, is um, learning from the adversity in our life, not necessarily the failures, but um, it, the, it, those kind of things make you stronger. And like you said, that probably 
led to all the good things that have happened to you since. And one of the things that um, really impressed me about you is the fact that you do a lot of blogging on how to be a good parent. You do a lot of blogging on just all kind of different subjects, but but you you um, you do you do counseling, I guess, con- consulting and um, coaching mm-hmm. for for people on on those subjects. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah, sure. So um, I had one of these moments when I was actually I was running my electronics company, and I said to myself, "There's no way this happened to me for no reason." Right, this crazy story because I'm not even getting into the, you know, in the limited time we have. I mean, read my book, Leader of the Pack, and you'll hear some of the crazy stories, including a side case out of my divorce that went to the Supreme Court, and all sorts of uh, amazing things like that happened to me. And I said to myself that this just didn't happen for no reason. I'm going to start writing about this. So I started writing about being a single dad and sort of the experiences of it, not talking about like not parenting, teaching, or parenting lessons. I never felt like I could be an authority on parenting because nobody, I have, that particularly pisses me off, by the way, excuse my language, but (laughs) people start giving you lectures about how to parent. I don't do that. I just talk about my experiences and what I went through as a parent. And you guys, you know, let the reader decide or let the reader take whatever um, they can from it. And um, I started writing about it and it became very, very popular really fast. Mostly women really enjoyed, I mean, men would give me good job, bro, kind of thing, but women really enjoyed reading about the male experience as a parent. And my book is a lot about that, about the emotional aspect of what we go through as men, because men don't usually express this. And from that, I had a lot of people start to reach out to me. And that's how kind of a coaching career began. And to this day, I coach many people. I view it as a give back. My experiences have allowed me to be to gain a superpower of reading people. Um, it's sometimes a difficult skill because sometimes you read pain in people um, and you feel the pain in, in people when you when you connect with them. But that reading people allows you to be a really good coach. So when people come to me, I can, I can, I can, I sense them. And then from that, from my own experience, sort of going through everything at one point or another, find myself to be a really very, very good coach, particularly people who go through difficult personal times. Obviously I have my consulting business and I, you know, I've even been interim CEO for several different companies and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so I can, I know how to fix and run businesses really fast. I coach startups here in Florida all the time. I'm connected with Florida Atlantic University and we have a accelerator program and I go in there, but that's sort of the business side. I'm talking a little bit about um, uh, the, the, the sort of humanistic side. Like when I look at someone, I can always see pain in their eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And um, you sometimes can sense that even on a Zoom call. So in any event, I really find that I'm very, um, I've helped a lot of people. And to me, that's a give back for all of the gifts that I've gotten in my life, including five Mm -hmm. amazing children and successful businesses and being healthy well into my fifties, perfect health and all of those things. So I, um, I, I really enjoy, I enjoy that. It's a give back for me. You know, Mm -hmm. it's not, it's not about making money from coaching for me at any rate, for me, it's about um, really giving back and, helping people move to a bigger and better place in their life. Well, and that's wonderful. And you, you probably, some of the people who seek you out are, are people who, um, who need that kind of, uh, you, you know, have that pain and they, they saw it 
your story and they thought, hey, this, this guy can probably help me. So um, that's right. And, and I have. If you read the reviews on my book, even the book, people read my book. This is the most rewarding thing about my book, Leader of the Pack, is that um, if you read the reviews, if people tell me it changed their lives. It transformed them, gave them a different perspective. That's the best thing. Because anybody knows if you write a book, you're not really in it to make money once again. <laughs> there's no, there's I never no experience. I always, I always joke. If you, if you think that that's the route to money, I can save you some time and effort. Go work for Starbucks. You will make more <laughs> money per hour in the end and get health benefits and have coffee to drink. So that's, um, absolutely that's my, rec true. my recommendation. I wrote my book because I felt like I just had to. The, the stories were so crazy and wild and um, so helpful for other people to sort of see all of the stupid things that I did along the way. And actually, that's really the, the book. The book is somewhat of a, you know, of an autobiography, a memoir, whatever. But the book really is a mea culpa about all the stupid things I did and just sort of people can learn, hopefully, from my uh, own mistakes along the way. Well, that's great. Matt, it is so nice hearing your story. Um, when I started looking at your LinkedIn and your website, I was like, I was very impressed with you know, some of the interviews you've done over the years, you, you have done so much in, you know, your, your short time here on earth. And, um, uh, and I'm, I'm just amazed at how, how much you're trying to give back. And um, thank you for that. Thank you so much for that. Of course, because um, that's how we measure ourselves here on earth, right? It's not about right. what we take from the earth. It's what people don't want to know what you took from the earth when you <laughs> leave. They want to know what you gave to the earth and the world. So, well, and when you look back on your life, you know, some of the things that you thought were so important when you were young um, turn out to be not that that important. Yeah, I, I think that's true for I think that's true for everybody. You know, yeah. for me, Sunday football, where for a long time in my life was <laughs> the most important thing in my life, and then. You know, when you got five little kids to take care of in a business with 100 employees, um, you you there's a whole decade of football that I kind of missed in there. And uh, <laughs> actually not true, but the metaphor is, is the point. Sure, sure. I, I yeah. know what you're talking about. <laughs> so um, I just uh, again, thank you for being here today. Thank you for sharing your story. Um, I'm here with Matt Sweetwood of Greener Process Systems. But more importantly, um, he has a, his own website, mapsweetwood.com. Um, can you give your your um, your information on how people can get in touch with you? Of course. Um, I'm sure there are people who, who listen to this who might want to reach out to you. Of course. Um, so you can do msweetwood.com, msweetwood.com, or at msweetwood everywhere on social media. Part of my story is I was one of the earliest adopters of social media. So I kind of got my name everywhere <laughs> at msweetwood on Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, everywhere. I have big social following and I do respond to everybody who reaches out to me at msweetwood or msweetwood.com. Well, that's great. Um, Matt, it's been so nice talking to you here today. And um, thank you for being on the uh, Scaling for Business Growth podcast. Uh, I think that people who come here to learn about scaling uh, will learn something from you today. So uh, thank you again for being here and uh, um, I will see you all next time. Thank you, Alan. The pleasure was all mine. All right. Take care. Ellen McElhenney here. Thank you for listening to the Scaling for Business Growth podcast. If you are a successful small business owner who would like to be on this program, 
please visit go.cfoplusservices.com slash podcast hyphen guest. If you like this episode, would you please share it on your social media or just do a screenshot with your phone and text it to a friend. If you know someone who would like to be a guest on the show, tag them on social media and let them know about the show and include the hashtag the Scaling for Growth podcast. I look forward to seeing your posts and guest suggestions. We regularly put out new episodes and content. Please subscribe so you won't miss one. Your thumbs up ratings and reviews will help promote the show and that would mean so much to us. If you want more information about us, go to our website at cfoplusservices.com or follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, CFO Plus Services, or Instagram at CFO Plus Services. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you next time.